Welcome to episode one of season dose of the Wicked Creative Collective podcast. It has been far too long since Agreed. Joe and I have November. chatted and bullshitted about current events. The language. And so uh, yeah, we're, we're here to, to catch you guys up on what's going on in our lives. We're here in to talk world. about <laughs> the thing that everybody is always talking about nowadays. And Joey, uh, what's Joe. going on with you? Joey bag of donuts. Uh, what's going on with me? I, I don't know. I mean, it's funny now when everybody asks, how you doing? And now you tell them the truth. Yeah. Um, yeah that's yeah, not right. great. I mean, honestly, this isn't awesome. Um, so anyway, let's just, you know, I want to go like in sequence since we did uh, Jonas, you know, not, we didn't do Jonas, but we, uh, <laughs> we spoke to Jonas back in November. And, that, and then I know I talked to Dave Merman Scott in December. You couldn't make that one, but. Yep. So, you know, holidays, you know, all this stuff happened, uh, things like that. So, what, you know, catch me up because I know we haven't got to talk a whole lot. So what, from, we'll go from like November to February, then we'll get into what everybody's talking about in March. So let's go November sure. to February. All right. So November for me. So from November to February, I think the big thing that I did is I uh, scaled my business in a pretty big way. Mm -hmm. um, so as you guys all may know, my kind of niche of skills was as a website copywriter and which is great. I love those projects, but they're also very high touch projects. They're very bespoke and I have to, it's always me working one-on-one -on -one with the client. Um, just a lot of FaceTime, a lot of consulting. And so I realized that in order for me to be able to scale a little bit and to have, to free up some of my time, I needed to focus on taking the website projects that I was super jacked about and like what I really like the things I was really interested in and possibly passing off some of the other things that weren't really my core skill set to other copywriters who, you know, wanted or needed the business. So what I've actually done this year since November is I've started to build a small team of writers and we're focusing a lot on putting um, content out for other people. So an I, empire. I have, look at you. I have four uh, junior copywriters. Uh, they're, they're great. And, you know, we're still, we're all kind of working together to learn and grow as we do this. But um, I've also started to create partnerships with other marketers who are, they're providing um, account management, social media account management for our clients. And I am working with them to help create the content. So we're doing all the copywriting. So we don't talk for four months and you go build an agency. <laughs> well, you know what? Well, I appreciate you keep me in the loop-de-loop. -loop. I, I, uh... Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't, I don't actually ever want to be a full stack marketing agency. I think that there's always the tendency to want to like incorporate more and be able to do more in-house. I want to be a copywriting agency only ever. And I don't even know if I'm comfortable with calling myself an agency at this point, but like, and I don't know if that's really in the cards, but I, I just want to be really kick-ass at copywriting and have a copywriters who work with me who are really kick-ass at copywriting so never say never never say never never say never yeah. what about you joey you've got you've got some stuff going oh, on oh god uh yeah so since uh you know we've uh did our last episode together mm -hmm. november you know uh, you know thanksgiving was great december was kind of dark i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> i don't know if it's dark as now but it's it was pretty dark i mean you know, I had no clients left. I was kind of in the dumps. I was looking for a job. No money was coming in. So I was at like, you know, bottom of the barrel stuff. And I remember right before the holidays, I like, 
I just said to my wife, I go, I have to just get out of this house. I just have to get out. And I went down to the casino down in Rhode Island, uh, Twin River, and I ended up hitting a couple hundred bucks or whatever. But it wasn't just going to game. It was just, it was just getting out of the house, driving an hour and a half each way, mm-hmm. clearing the head and all this stuff. And then it's the holidays for me are fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoy them. Like, you know, my sisters and my mother all live within 45 minutes to an hour away. My dad's and in Arizona. recently now have your dad and you're in kind of like back in the, in the mix. Yeah, he's back. Too, he's right? been back in the fold since last summer. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, him and I booked a trip to go to Europe in August. I don't know how that's going to go. We'll discuss that in a minute. <laughs> um, to go World War II tour. So I'm psyched about that. Hopefully it'll happen. Um, but, you know, I enjoy the holidays. Like, you know, we go to my sister's house, my house for the holidays. We had friends over. New Year's Eve, we had friends over. Uh, you know, and it's funny that I talked to a few people after, you know, and I'm like, how are your holidays? Oh, they were a hassle. They were running around. All I did was, I'm like, holy shit. Like, seriously? All right. Well, mm-hmm. okay. I mean, I, again, I think you make yourself become crazy. Mm-hmm. If you just take it for what it's worth that you hang out with family, I mean, if you got your, you know, your drunk Uncle Bill that comes over and causes problems, maybe you should have drunk Uncle Bill come over. Okay. Well, you know what I think it is too. I think a lot of it has to do with the expectations people set for things like that. So, yeah, like I the mean, food isn't right. This isn't. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're not having like magical sprinkles, snowflake sunshine, like you know, Rockefeller Christmas. So I'm um, freak out. So Christmas, we had Christmas at our house this year, and uh, it's good to look back at this actually. We had Christmas at my house this year because we usually did Thanksgiving. And we usually go away every Thanksgiving. We went up to North Conway again, which we do every Thanksgiving weekend, which is great, as usual. And uh, this thing, you know, we had Christmas. So I was going to do steaks and stuff. And then, you know, look at our finances. I just couldn't pull it off to get seven, mm-hmm. eight steaks, whatever. And I said, my stepfather's going to be a hard time. And I'm like, come on, man. I mean, Jesus, I want to too. But we just, I can't pull it off right now. Uh-huh. So the end of this, you know, the, the holidays were fun. It was the good times. All right. And then... The end of December, I saw a job posted at Avid Technology where my, my former boss, uh, Ray Thompson, worked. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, they're in. So what they do is they do uh, 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 music editing software for, like, podcast music, producers, oh, engineers, cool. whatever. They also do vi- video editing uh, software and hardware as well for, like, broadcast, sports, name it. And then they also do it for, like, classical you know compo- composition of music and all. really cool i mean that's right in my alley right mm-hmm. so i reached out to him and i also know uh i always say his name wrong jeff capitas i think i said it right finally funny thing about jeff is that he uh, my friend mark marino got me an interview at pure hockey probably four or five years ago and i didn't get the job when i met with jeff but him and i kind of still connected because i think you may not always get the job but the people may still like you and there might mm-hmm. be some internal politics you know how that mm-hmm. is too mm-hmm. that maybe they wanted you and they just got overruled whatever so i have both of them champion me like talk you know so one you know jeff walked my resume over to the hiring manager uh and then got got me his name so i kept you know his name is matt fury great guy so i kept pinging him back and you know he's like well january's really busy trade show season i got tons of stuff going on i'll get back to you february so you know pinged him at the end of february you know strategically Enough, uh-huh. not to be a nag, but to be on his radar. Because end of the day, you you have to do that. I mean, uh-huh. so I had an interview with Matt uh, the beginning of February, um, <clears throat> and as you can see, and our audience cannot. There's a door behind me in my bedroom that, as you can uh-huh. see, is still not done. As we see the blue painters tape around it, I've hence put a sign up there saying my wife promised to do it this weekend. So this has only been up for a weekend, but this has been like <laughs> since August. 
So Matt said to me, hey, man, what's up? You doing some home improvement? I go, yeah, that's been like this since August. He goes, just during the interview, he goes, well, I think that might be a bad sign that you don't like completing things and you don't follow through. I'm like, oh, dude, what are you talking about? So I'm getting all nervous on the call, like on the interview. Like, yeah, yeah. Whatever, you know? So um, then a couple of days later, my wife's like, she got a huge bonus, all this stuff. And she's like, you guys want to go on a trip? I'm like, hell yeah. And my wife's like, do you want to go to the Bahamas or something? Me and my son go, hell no, Disney World. Let's go to the <laughs> Go to Disney. I want to go to Galaxy's Edge Star Wars, man. Let's go. So we ended up booking the trip. And uh, last minute, all that, we got a timeshare, 500 bucks for the week, which is good. Last minute, flight was decent price, all this stuff. So um, I had an interview. Like I said, I had another interview with the, uh, the, uh, the VP, which went really well. And then they set me up to talk to the CMO. Uh-huh. And I was supposed to talk to her the Friday before I went to Florida, Disney, which was on February 29th, I went to Disney. So right before that, but she was ended up sick. So I said, well, you know, I'll find time down on vacation to talk to you. So, uh, you know, I, so we left on the 29th. This is, before, this is when things start cranking up a little bit, just start a little bit, right? So, you know, we you know, got the hand sanitized, all this. Uh-huh. Went through the Orlando airport, which, you know, super busy. But yeah. I... But I count on to February 29th, I counted probably on my both hands the number of people wearing masks or anything. Yeah. You know, people still, myself included, still didn't think. Yeah, the shit hadn't hit the fan yet, you know? It's, it's the flu, on, you know, it's flu on steroids a little bit. Um, so we went to Disney World, you know, we got there, we went to Disney World on, uh, we went to Hollywood Studios first and, you know, the Star Wars world was amazing, all this stuff. And then, but I'll tell you right now. Now you're still young, but 47 walking around for 10 hours. Oh God, dude! I was. We went in September. Just me and my husband went to Universal, and I, uh, I had the health app on my phone track my steps. And in one day, we walked 10 miles. Yeah, in one day, the, just in the park, and uh, I was feeling it. So, <laughs> so I had like I had issues with my feet, which actually miraculously don't happen anymore. Maybe all the walking I did. There you that go. was great, and you know. We were gonna to go to Universal Studios the next day, and we're like, "This is too, I'll I'll be I'll die. I, this is too much walking. I can't do it." So, we hit, we went to Gatorland, mm. <laughs> which was fun, you know, hokey down south kind of. It was fun, and actually, before we went to Disney World, we went to uh, Space uh, Kennedy Space Center too. So we did a lot. All right, a lot of walks. So is Gatorland uh, associated with Big Cat Rescue, or is that? Oh, you know? oh Tiger King. <laughs> no, Tiger King. Tiger King was Oklahoma, but <laughs> that show. Kidding. We could talk about that show later. That's, we could talk about geeking out and stuff. Um, but anyway, then you know we went. To, you know, we did a lot of walk. We took Wednesday off, kind of thing. I had my interview with the mm-hmm. CMO, and of course, you know, I had the suit on, and then I was wearing like shorts mm-hmm. <laughs> underneath, right? And it went really well. And she's like, you know, this is a challenging atmosphere. And I said to her. Uh, I mean, all I know is challenges. I mean, my whole career, the last 15 years has been challenged. And mm-hmm. I didn't say, I didn't mention I was a cancer survivor, but that's part of it too. And um, so the next morning, I thought it went well, but again, we've all been there. How'd it go? Great. You, yeah. You think you got the job? I don't know. I'll let you know. You know, it's one yeah, of those yeah. things. Yep. And um, what you call it? So, and then we'll segue into like current times. Um, so what happened is, you know, we went to Animal Kingdom on Thursday, another 10 hours of walking. Uh-huh. We did 25 miles that week. But uh, the thing is, we ate like crap. So we kind of, I broke even. I like, uh-huh. I, I thought I would have lost like, I go, I've, every day, I feel skinny. <laughs> wow, I get these pants on, but I get home, I'm like, wow, I'm the same weight when I left. Which hey, is but good. That's, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, it's a break even. You're good there. If you go on uh, vacation for a week and break even, you're doing something right. Right. 
Right. So I checked my email Thursday late evening, whenever the hell we got home. And I see, sorry, as I burp, that's disgusting. Sorry, maybe can edit All right. It's probably not the worst thing that's happened on this yeah, podcast. Probably, or in the world right now. <laughs> Forgive me. So I get an email from the recruiter saying, uh, you know, Joe, really, you know, I'd like to see if we could talk tomorrow. You know, uh, you know, I'm really excited to talk. So of course, in your mind, you're dissecting this email now. Like, uh-huh. is this good? Is this bad? She wouldn't say she's looking forward to talking to me if I didn't get the job. Like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So we had an early flight on Friday and uh, not super early, but early enough. And I didn't get to hook up with her then. So we landed in, in Manchester, New Hampshire, went to a couple, you know, went to the grocery store. I finally, you know, connected with her and she's like, you know, uh, we want to offer you the job. And I was like, oh my God. Uh, and um, I didn't like, I was kind of a relief. Plus I was traveling all morning. You know what I mean? So yep. kind of like exhale. Okay. And then I'm like, Hey, we want to offer you X, Y, Z money, which is about, 15 grand more than I was making at my last corporate job. And I'm like, they're like, uh, is that work for you? I'm like, oh, yes. Considering <laughs> <laughs> I made 30 grand as a, a freelance last year. So it was nice, you know, a little bump. Yeah. Big bump, actually. Um, hey, 30 grand as a freelancer ain't bad, though. Yeah, that's not, not when you made 75 the year before. <laughs> you know, yeah, so mm-hmm. plus that, that's with unemployment included. Luckily, I got to unemployment, too. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, I know I'm being long-winded, but we haven't caught up in a while. And so uh, I get home, right? I'm calling, they want a couple of references, okay? So I call one of my old bosses and I'm in my man room, right? And I'm, call, I'm talking to him and I'm like, why are the tiles on the floor moving? And I lifted up this water I had. So I had a pipe in my son's baseboard, leaked down the wall. That's right, cro- that's right. Across the ceiling, across the floor. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me right now. Like, this is not happening. So get on the phone, insurance companies, we got a crew in here, dry everything out. I have a friend who's a contractor. He came in. And so that was like Sunday, Monday. Um, Tuesday rolls around. This is, uh, God, going back to my timeline. This is the 10th, right? So I signed my offer letter with a knife. Okay. Uh-huh. Set that over. On the 10th, there's a scare at my son's school about, we'll get into the corona now. Uh, things going on, you know, the teacher might've been in the same room with somebody. Cause now beginning of March, it's starting to go trajectories going up. People are like, Oh, what is this? Mm-hmm. Um, a few more people wear masks and stuff like Disney world and all the parks. Again, count them two hands. How many people I saw, right? Yeah. It wasn't many at all. And then, uh, you know, I was like, Oh my God, what's going on there. And then we, you know, getting rumblings that they said they're going to not have school Friday. And I'm telling, we're talking to neighbors. We're like, there's now with everything starting to ramp up. There is no way they're going back to school Monday. I Dude, said, when they when they canceled, okay, so when they canceled school on Friday, thirteenth, yeah, yeah, they they canceled school on Friday, and then I think they had put them out until like April fourth or something like that, right? Yes, yes, yes. And as soon as they did that, I knew I knew that they were just doing that two weeks to buy time. That you know, two, yes, I plans, and then yeah. even now, like. The kids are not going back to school this year. It yeah, ain't happening. I'm, I'm it ain't to, happening. I'm getting to believe that now more and more. No way. I it ain't happening. Awesome. You know, even this this month, they just they're just using this month now to just figure out like where the what? chips are gonna fall. You know. Yeah, you know, and I remember on the Monday I got back or Tuesday I got back. I did a video because I my friend sent me a video of someone with like a hazmat suit, the little mm-hmm. market basket. I was making fun of it. I'm like, come on, this is just the flu. You know, a little worse than the flu. Blah blah blah. But then after then, you know, when school got canceled. And in the following week, the NBA canceled their season. You're like, 
poll and then the NHL and then blah, 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 The world blah, blah. just shut down, man. And you're that, like- that, that week, that first week when everything started to cancel and like all of the political stuff was just rolling out like day by day, there was new initiatives and new bills and new you're this like- and new that coming out. It was, it was, it was a weird feeling, man. It was a year. We had a year and a week. Yeah, yeah. That's what no, that's that's. Uh, I saw I saw something meme. a meme the other meme. day, and it was like what I can't believe I've lived in five decades. And it was like 1990s, 2000s, 2010, 2020, in March. <laughs> it's so true. Oh, and I saw another one where Margot uh, Robbie, the actress, it says, you yep. know, she's dressed up as a bride. Like this is my year in January. Then she's covered in blood in March, and they're like, the, you know, Nightmare City, whatever it is. The so, best one I saw was uh, January 2020, uh, or no, January. 2020 is going to be my year. March, wiping my ass with a coffee filter. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. But, but I really kind of knew it was getting crazy. I went to Costco that Wednesday of that week, too, and things were like, guy in the parking lot's like, get ready. It's madness in there. And I'm like, oh, gee, okay. And every day that more news came out, you got more like, oh, this ain't the flu. <laughs> this uh-huh. ain't the flu. Even though there's still people, still, think it is. It doesn't, the flu does not kill at this clip. Sorry to break it to you. It does not kill at this clip. Um, we have antibodies against the flu, you know, I, like it's just a new virus to us, which makes no it knows. so deadly. Right. You know, we don't really know much about it. We don't, we're, we're learning as we go. And you know, our fearless leader at the helm is, uh, yeah, well, we won't <laughs> get into that. I, I didn't vote for him. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at, we'll get in a minute, but my whole, when I start getting really worried is Italy, when I saw Italy, mm-hmm. that is when I got really worried. Because I'm like, if Italy starts to turn around pretty quickly, I mean, China got out of it within two months, we'll be all right. I think everything will be okay. And then it, Well, didn't. I think the difference is, too, is we really have to think about this. China got out of it in two months because China's right. a dictatorship, and they can just tell people, you can't leave your house, period. Because and right. they're, they're a, a society who's very used to, it's not about individualism, it's about no, the no, collective good of the whole. Communism. So telling Americans, I mean, people can't even stay away from each other in grocery stores right now. Like, oh, no. I, 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 <clears> yep. So I, mean, I think I think we're on the longer stretch. Like I think we're probably four or five months away from getting over this. Oh, I hope it's not that long. I don't think. It's, and I, uh, I hope it's not that long. But but I think what's really going to boil down to is the people who are going to isolate are going to fare pretty well, and I think the people who are just walking around like it's a normal day are going to be fucked. So here here's the, here's the thing. I, I said, even as was, this was ramping up, I'm not scared of the virus. I'm scared of people. Uh-huh. I'm scared of people who don't think it's serious, don't give a shit, like the spring breakers. Mm-hmm. I'm reading story after story after story. They're all getting sick. Mm-hmm. And the people like, when it really hit me was in South Boston, when the bars were loaded. Yeah. Everybody started losing their shit on social media in a good way. Then Charlie Baker's like, all right, shut it down. Like, uh, Marty Walsh is like, all right, they're only open till 11 at night now. There's only about, you can only have 120, 200 people in there. And, and, and Charlie Baker's like, what are we doing? Just shut the whole place down. What, what mm-hmm. And I'm happy about Charlie Baker that he got on this on the 16th. And we've been in this three weeks. It went by really quick. I don't know about you, but it went by really quick for me. It did. Um, I'm happy he did it because there's so many states that still haven't done it. The, the governor of Georgia literally said this the other day, and, and I was watching CNN and, and Anderson Cooper, and uh, I think his name's Sanjay Gupta, the uh, medical analyst. Mm-hmm. The, the, the governor of Georgia literally said this. He goes, well, it just came to my attention yesterday that you can actually get this via coughing and sneezing. And they're like, their faces, I know you can't see this uh, on audio, of course, we're like, are you kidding? <laughs> We've been talking about this for weeks. And like, you mm-hmm. know, you, uh, I was talking to a coworker of mine, so I ended up starting my job on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. And I thanked them up and down for bringing me on because they didn't have to. 
Uh-huh. They could have pushed this out. And they said to me, you know, we wanted to give you benefits. We didn't want to leave you guys hanging. I'm like, well, that, that's yeah. great. And that's awesome. actually, you bring up a really great point that I was going to, you know, I've been kind of circling around in my own head for the past couple of weeks is like, People are seriously going to take note of the way oh, yes. that people are reacting, not just on an individual level. Companies, I think that's kind brands. of, you know, yes, but brands and businesses, the way that they respond to this situation is going to stay with people beyond the end of this pandemic. Have you, have you read about Hobby Lobby? <sighs> oh, wow. Wow. Did you see what they just did to their people? I didn't, I, I, so I read about Hobby Lobby wanting to be an essential business and wanting to stay open, but I did not hear the recent update. So what they ended up doing is uh, the reason why they wanted to stay open originally, I believe the owner's wife had a vision from the Lord. Oh yes. I forgot about that. That, you know, people need to craft. They need, people need to craft. craft. You know, I really need to have that uh, $10 tin Star Wars sign in my room. Yep. Um, Which I bought there before, but I probably will never go there again because of this crap. But so what they ended up doing is their employees were complaining, like, why are we working when, like, no other, like, you know, non-essential retailer are working? Like, what are we doing? And one of the, I guess, an email leaked out that they said, you know, all right, we're going to close the stores because our employees complained enough. It's like, what, what? Are you, like, living in a cave? So Mm -hmm. now they furloughed everybody with no pay, which Mm -hmm. means you basically lay them off. Mm -hmm. So with no pay. And another one that was terrible. And we'll talk, we'll talk about the good ones. There's been, there's been good ones, too. Uh-huh. Uh, there has. Jeremy Jacobs of the Boston Bruins, the owner of the Boston Bruins, who lives in Buffalo, New York, who for, for decades, you know, has, the Bruins are just a money-making machine for him. He doesn't really care mm-hmm. about the team, right? But he mm-hmm. owns uh, Delaware North, who owns concessions for, like, dozens of different arenas. Okay, mm-hmm. dozens. So what he came out and said, most of the leagues and most of the teams were coming out and paying, their, paying the employees or at least a, a percentage of their pay, like giving them something, right? Yep. Try to help them out. He did not. He was the last team in the NHL to do anything. And the only thing he said was, if the last six regular season games get canceled, I'll pay you this X, Y, and Z. And they're still trying to play the season, maybe in the summer. They're trying to push it out. So basically, he gave them nothing. And then a week or two later, because the, the uh, we call it the, uh, not the, uh, district attorney was up his keister. So, and then a week or two later, he just let everybody go. Unbelievable. He's worth $3 billion. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're going to remember that. Like, this, like some of the Bruins players started a uh, GoFundMe. And I actually did a auction on my Boston Bruins site. Oh, I uh, saw Facebook that. Page. <laughs> yeah, we sold a couple items. I actually bought something for 150 bucks because I wanted to raise money for them. I wanted to raise money for the actual people that put the auction together because I've worked with this guy before. His name's John Good. Great guy. And basically with all the events canceled, his business is gone. Mm-hmm. Like it dried up like that. You know how you go to events, you see bid on this, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Tom Brady picture. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, Tom Brady picture, stuff like that. And then, you know, there's a bed and breakfast dear to my heart. I know I've talked to, to you about this, the uh, Cranmore Mountain Lodge up in North Conway that I've been going since 2012 and I'm really good friends and they've shut down. You know, no one's traveling now. And, um, I mean, they're literally closing up. I don't know if you read this, but they closed uh, Tuckerman's Ravine because people were traveling from out of state going skiing still. Like, so the forest department closed down that area of the mountain. They just closed the, um, the, all the hiking trails and all the public parks around us right now. Because really? People were too close. 
too close. Yeah. People, I mean, and I get it. Like you want, you're like, well, I'll go outside. You know, I can't go here, there or whatever. Like I'll go outside. I'll go hiking with my wife, whatever. Right. But that's what people, yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's, it was just too much. I think people were still, and so, kids were playing on playgrounds and you know, it was just like, no. Mm-mm. One of my friends uh, sent a picture that, that he lives down in um, Bellingham area, what have you. And they, they basically put police tape around the swing mm-hmm. sets, you know, because again, and, and my, one of my friends is in San Francisco and he's been on lockdown for a while. Right. And he said, I go, how are things going over there? And I'm like, I see that things, there's a little, you know, some glimmers of hope progress at the, the, the curves flattening over there. And he's like, well then, yeah, take a look at this over the bridge in Oakland, 400 kids, younger adults in the streets, drag racing and all that. And you're like, what are, what are we mm-hmm. doing? What are we mm-hmm. doing? Mm-hmm. It's, um, so anyway, I stopped my job and I, I, I know they're going on, but the job's been going really good. You know what really helped me is that being a freelancer, even though I directly work for this company, it's just like I took them on as a client. Dude, I know. And that's the thing too, is like, I am so completely unfazed, was so completely unfazed by like, oh, you just got to like work from home. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's what I do. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that I'm thankful for my freelance um, kind of solo business because it's not just about getting used to working in a non-public place or like dealing with having family members and life going on around you while you're working. But it's also like understanding like certain tools, like using zoom and schedulers right, right. And, and different things to help you make your job easier. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, knowing how to create content now. And so one of the things I've actually done is I just hired a, uh, a video editor because I realized that trying to put out, trying to put out my own content, run my business and support my team was not sustainable for me. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that that because now I'll be able to go back through some of my old stuff and spruce it up. I'll be able to now, like, it'll keep me accountable to get up right. and like batch create, uh, you know, once a month or once a week or what have you, like, I got to do it. I'm paying for it. Someone's waiting for it. So I'm like super jazzed about that because honestly, I am, I very much, much missed active content creation. Like when I started I to scale my business and when things got really busy and the referrals started to come in, I mean, if you guys notice, you'll look at my page and I, my, just my posting has dropped. My engagement has dropped because I just haven't been able to be on the platform the way that I was before, Right, which is fine because business was great. And that's like, you know, one of the big reasons why you're on there anyway. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, connecting, of course, but so I I just miss it though. I miss being able to like read a book and have like this really cool thought or this thing I want to share and like jumping on and sharing that. I miss, I miss connecting with people in that way. I miss people messaging me and being like, Hey, what you said resonated with me or what you and Joe were talking about. Like that's, I went through something similar. And so I'm just happy to be back. It's it's really nice that I'm putting a structure in place. Yeah. I'm I'm happy to have you back. Yeah, man. It's good to see you. uh, I know it's been too long. And um, just talking about like the good things from social media, because there's so much bad on there. Mm -hmm. So we can kind of segue into like mental, how are we doing mentally too for this whole thing? Yeah. So I, I would say last week, not the week that just passed, so the, fall, the prior week, week two, right, if you will, I was getting really like anxiety driven because I was like immersing myself way too much in the negative stuff, yeah. like way too much, way too much. I think I was having anxiety attacks and all this stuff. So I vowed I'm not going to do this. Like I would check the news just to keep generally aware of what's going on, um, maybe about 15 minutes a day, right? The negative mm-hmm. stuff, if you will, or the real life stuff, I should say. But I want to concentrate on the good. Like my cousin said to me, Joe, thank you for sharing this because what I'm trying, 
you're not much on Facebook, but I've been posting positive stories and saying humanity for the win, like just mm. positive, positive. What you know, people like Bob Kraft giving those masks. And yep. one thing I can't, I have to, I have to uh, comment on. I don't know how many people have said, "How did he get them? Who gives a shit how he got them? He got them. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. who got them. It does." One, uh, Jamili Hill, who is a used to work for ESPN and works for the um, Atlantic, I believe now, or the Athletic. I'm sorry, like completely crapped on on Bob Kraft after after yeah after this, and um, he you know because he's friends with Donald Trump, and at the end of the day, this is not the time to get political. You know, this is the time that we're on the same team here. Let's forget the political bond. I mean, I, I'm not, not to get into it so much, you know, did I vote for the guy in the white house? No, but he's mm-hmm. our, he's, he's it. And he you hasn't, know? listen, he hasn't made a hundred percent wrong moves. Okay. Like let's be real. Like right. nobody, nobody can make the right moves all the time. He's, you know, whatever, say what you will about he, him. Yeah. He's not but a great order. He's done some good stuff. <laughs> he's done some okay things. He's responded appropriately in some ways, I believe in my opinion, of course. Right. So we can't yeah. tear everything apart politically because you know what? At the end of the day, that don't matter. You can't go looking for you can't go looking for him to trip up because you don't like him. It it, it doesn't matter now because it doesn't yes. matter. Well, you know, you know what I think is cool about this is that this is the biggest social experiment in our existence. like in our modern <laughs> times, right? So there's so there was the Spanish influenza. There was World War II. There was you know like there was a lot of stuff that was happening globally. Right? to right. people this I'm isn't the first right. time that we've experienced some kind of global event but i think it's the the where our society is at like the the kind of like group consciousness of our society right now like the fact that there are so many people willing to share their ideas there are so many avenues and platforms for people to right. share ideas right. and experiences has never right. been on this level before and so i'm looking at this as the biggest social experiment in history we are all collectively across the globe despite creed race nationality you know economic status we are all in this together we are literally all experiencing something and that is such a great equalizer for all of us right now you know what because you saw shipments coming in from china and russia and everybody's like what's the agenda who gives a shit yep the agenda is stop it it's saving people's lives man it's just resources i'm sick of of the people saying that stuff but you know so i've been trying to concentrate on the good and sharing the good stuff and then one of the best things I've seen on the internet probably ever is John Krasinski from The Office fame. Yeah. Right? Some good news. Okay, mm-hmm. he just did his first show. So what he's taking stories off the internet around coronavirus, may not be around coronavirus, just good stuff mm-hmm. that he's shared. And it got, I believe, he did his first one on the 29th or the 30th and it had 13 million views in like three days mm-hmm. because people are craving this, okay? What I love, the good thing about social media, a lot good on social media too, is like how, for instance, my son, you know, a lot of kids have to do learning online now, right? So they're using Zoom, they're doing learning online. Like we watched the Cincinnati Zoo and Botanical Garden of Cincinnati, Ohio, and they do like, um, you know, uh, uh, home safari. So they talk about yeah. animals for 20 minutes and all this stuff. So my son and I, when the week I was not working, like we watched it live stream. Uh-huh. Um, but since I've been working, so we've watched after I'm done with work and I would quiz him. I give him three questions, so he's paying attention, and sometimes I have to give him a little help, whatever. But then I give him, like, a Star Wars book. He, we bought a big thing of Star Wars books from, um, I mean, I probably bought them, but whatever. And <laughs> so he gets to have one as a prize, right? So right. my wife is kind of helping him out throughout the day, and we're trying to – you got two little ones, too. So that, you know, and I'll let you talk about that, too, in a second. It's just 
from a mental standpoint, try to concentrate on the good. Just try as hard as you can. And that's the thing too. It's a perspective thing, right? So it's like, okay, let's just put it out there. This whole situation is completely out of all of our control mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, this virus is going to do what it's going to do. And it's going to take a lot of lives and it's going to be, it's, it sucks. Okay. But there is a tremendous amount of this that is out of our control. So worrying about it or, or sitting home as you as an individual who's not a member of the government or somebody who's involved in the supply chain or a millionaire who can really kind of like actually move the needle in all of this. Like you are one individual person and worrying about it is not going to change anything besides your own well-being and mental health. Well, yeah, I mean, you should try to support the people that are really going through this shit, the healthcare workers. And yeah. you would never, I worked at a supermarket before when I was younger. I never thought in a million years a supermarket worker would be considered a hero because they all are. Essential, like essential I, I, beyond, yeah. I mean, they, they're getting sick too now and it's terrible. And, you know, I'm happy that a lot of the chains are, you know, are increasing wages and trying to help them out any way they can because if we didn't have the grocery stores, so I read somewhere, isn't it nice that during a pandemic, you can still watch TV, internet, food at home, still walk around your neighborhood, yeah. you know? Um, and that's the thing is like, it's, it's, it becomes a perspective thing, right? And it's, it's really like, again, this is kind of that, that situation that's going to force people into a mind shit, a mindset shit. No mind shits, please. No mind shits. I got enough <laughs> plenty of those. There's enough of those in the know, government. <laughs> it's going to be, I mean, you know, you see all these memes going around about there's going to be two people at the end of this. Like people are going to either come out of the pandemic this way or they're going to come out this nah, way. But whatever. It's really, you know, it's really the truth though. You're either no, going to come out, you're either going to come out worse. like battle worn and weary and just like all kinds of fucked up or you're going to come out and you're going to be in some way a better version of yourself. It doesn't mean that you're going to be like this YouTuber who like has your avocado toast and your water in the morning and then you do your body weight exercise and then you meditate and you journal. Like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like somewhere in your life, whether it be your family dynamics, your business, your, your mental health, your physical health, like those are like, there's going to be somebody who's going to focus on that area and they're going to be better when they come out of it. Well, you know, just like, you know, my journey, right? The last 15, 17 years have been, and even earlier this year when I was rushed to the hospital and all this stuff has been adversity upon adversity upon adversity. Mm -hmm. But I, there's, there's, there's nothing to prepare me for this that's happening right now, but I'm better prepared than I would have been if I didn't go through any of that shit. Yeah. Okay. Because I was on my own personal battle. Now we're in a world battle, if you will, yeah. against this thing. And it's helped me a great deal because I've been there and I'm like, God forbid I ever get it. I'd be like, bring it on. Let's, let's mm -hmm. go. Come on, bring it on. I'll do this to God forbid, hopefully knock on wood, sanitizer, hand wipes. So we got all this stuff going on. Um, but the thing is, at the end of the day, you know, I'm like a very galvanizing figure in my family. Like I've already called my mother and father and yelled at them like they were children. Like mm -hmm. you cannot go out. Like two days after this started going down when they had locked down my mother, because Maine, Maine had, wasn't locked down yet. My mother went, yeah. I go, Ma, stay in the house. Two days later, oh, just got back from a gunk with me. And I go, what? I saw that TikTok. So I grounded her. I grounded her. And then my dad's in Arizona, and Arizona's been dragging their feet. And they finally you know, uh, had a lockdown too. And he's like, well, my time comes. I go, Dad, we didn't talk for six years. We finally got together. You get to see your grandkids. The kids, we're all in a good spot now. And you tell me this because I go, if you die, I will come back in the afterlife and kick your ass. That's what yeah. I said. And I go, you know, so. Well, you saw my dad pop in, you know, he lives behind me. And I'm like, dad, get the 
fuck out of my house. Like, get out. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yeah I, mean, I haven't seen my mother. I haven't seen my mother since the 11th, right? So of last month, uh, she came over a couple of days after we got back from, because, um, you know, we really did, still didn't know stuff, right? We got back from Florida, but I don't want to take a chance. And my dad's like, you know, told me, I'm going to go to my buddy's house. Why? You don't need to go to your friend's house. You don't need uh-huh. to go. Well, they go to grocery stores. You have to eat, dad. You know, like you got to eat, you know, it's like having kids again. It really is. Mm -hmm. I have three kids, but um, yeah. So, you know, and I've had a couple people, my, my uh, stepsister, my, you know, went to the hospital yet the other day and she's feeling better. Thank God. So I hope, hopefully that knock on wood, her test comes back negative. Um, Even something as simple as this, and I'll shut up because I've been talking too much. Um, Like in my Boston Bruins community, like I don't, I, I probably met a handful of these people, but I've been connected with them for 10 years. Uh-huh. And one woman, this is at the very beginning of all this happened, said her mother died from it. And I got uh-huh. emotional because you talk to them in the comments and all this stuff. And you're, you know what I mean? You have a connection with them somehow. Uh-huh. And when you build communities, like just in content and social, all this, and I'm not trying to give a business list, but it's true. You have a connection with these people. You do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you also have responsibility to them as well. So that's, you know, when you have someone, uh, you know, doing that, but th- that, that hit me hard. Like, well, you know, now it's getting, my circle's getting closer. It's getting uh-huh. close to getting really real. And it, it's mm-hmm. scary as shit. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that it is. It, it, and it's, there's been, the way I think about it is there's going to be a part of this that we miss. And I know that that sounds really insane for me to say, Please. but like, think of how much in like the, the day-to-day nine-to-five, the grind when life was functioning as normal, how much you're like, man, I just want to sit home and watch Netflix all day. I just want to do nothing. Oh, busy. I just want to, yeah. I never want to leave my house. I don't like people. I don't want to be around people. And, you know, and now it's like weird because we're being forced to do it. So now everybody's going crazy and I get it. Like, you know, it's balanced. And right now it's like the pendulum is completely swung over to the other side. But, you know, I think that like, there's, there's, there's going to be a part of this that we are going to miss because we like, this is never going to happen again where you're going to all of a sudden. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. And I, and I like that. Yeah, that's true. I shouldn't say that. But it, like, happens you know, every, it happens every hundred years like this. Yeah. And again, I don't want to discredit the people who are completely out of work right now. You know, like they've uh, lost their jobs. They've got a mortgage terrible. to pay. Like, I don't want to sit here and say like, Oh, be thankful for the time. You've I've been there. Yep. That's, that's been not there. what I mean. I just mean that like, we can lean in to some of the good things about this. Like we can either choose to lean out or lean in. And I just trying to lean in to. I'll lean on people, lean on people. Yeah, lean on people. And that's the other thing too. Like you say, so you you made relationships with people online. You're like, how how long have we been trying to schedule this talk? And it comes now when We're supposed to meet like 48 times too. Yeah, no, I know. And so, you know, there's certain things like I've talked to, I've got, I've probably had eight Zoom calls in the past two or three weeks with people that I, you know, I'll get in the DMs with, I'll talk to and like good colleagues. And and even those calls, they're not like partnership or business related. It's literally like, how you doing? How is everything? How you feeling? Are you safe? It's so nice to be able to just slow down with my collective group of people, both online and offline. Because now it's like, it doesn't matter if you and I have ever met face to face in person because now we can't anyways. So like even my best friend who lives half a mile away, I would be interacting with her the same way right now like on zoom, you know, like this is what we do. <laughs> you know, even though, you know, so tonight we're actually a couple of my neighbors, we are doing social distancing fire. We're sitting 10 to 15 feet away from each other, uh-huh. <laughs> like completely far away. And my wife did that uh, with the, with the women, with the ladies last, so last week, but the neighborhood, what's great about this neighborhood uh, that I live in is that it was a great neighborhood anyway, but there's so many kids in this neighborhood. Now everyone's home. 
So you mm-hmm. see everybody when you take a walk or whatever. And I came up with a few ideas, which, you know, you know me and my cookie ideas. I just, I like to, I, I don't like seeing people, you know, sad. That's just my thing, I guess. So we did uh, um, Macho Ween where we had everybody dressed in costume when they took their daily walks on this mm-hmm. last week. And it took off. Everybody did it. Safe Puff Marshmallow Man's walking down the street. Chewbacca, Doth Mall. That was me. And, you know, walking around, stuff like that. And the kids loved it. And then we have people dropping off chalk for all the kids at all the different houses or bubbles and all this stuff. So that's great, man, that you guys live in the community like that. Yeah. You know, and, and it just, um, it's bringing people closer together. Like you're seeing people that you never really saw before because you know, they're busy life. But I want to ask you a question, like what good things have you seen, you know, from a family dynamic, from a human dynamic, like wh- what have you seen that, you kind of missed because you were too busy. Well, I think that there is no longer this. Um, so like I work a nine to five, I'm a mom. I have two kids that are in full-time care and I have a husband who's in school full-time. So the weekends weren't really like, yes, you try to relax and recharge, but really for me, the weekends were like a preparation for the week ahead. So it was right. like, let's make sure everybody's got clean underwear. Let's make sure that the <laughs> fridge is stuck. Let's, let's meal prep. Like that was how I spent a lot of, let's clean the house because we don't have time to do it during the week. So like, now it does none of that stuff matters. Like there is no like, oh, well, we've got to wake up and do school drop off, and everybody's got to eat breakfast by six forty-five in the morning, and like get out of the house. Like there's none of that hustle and bustle. So there's just this like feeling of like you, your day is our days are ours. And yes, I still have to work, and yes, my husband still has to go to school, and the kids still have to like Jackson still has to do school, but like we're able to kind of like move those blocks of time around, like as they suit us and not have to be like, Oh, from nine to 10, we do this. And from 11 to one, we do this. And so that's been really cool because I think my kids are, and some days they're thriving off of it. And some days they're absolute maniacs, like Lord of the flies, you know, but like, (laughs) (laughs) I think that's been a really, that's been a really good thing for us. Um, It's been good for my mental health because I can just be, it's forcing me to just be more in the now, like more present. Yeah. I hear you. And even with my exercise, like I think, you know, so I I mean, you, you probably know this, but like I lost 38 pounds this year since last last June. Um, I made diet and exercise a huge part of my life. And um, the difference is, is I've lost 30 pounds before and gained it all back. Right. And as probably a lot of people who've tried to do that, the difference for me this time, and I saw it even when, when this quarantine thing became a thing, is that I have now changed from a person who is exercising to like who's just trying to exercise more to a person who like needs to exercise for like beyond sanity. like the way I want to look. Like yeah, it's oh, now become now. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it's sanity. And so the fact like it feels good to me to to like maintain that important part of my life. Yes. But like do it in such a creative way where I'm like, I'm taking the stress off of myself. Like yeah. I'm not doing this uh, gym get, split this. Get the and kids out. Get the kids yeah, out. Yeah. It's like, out. oh, one day I walk the dog. One day I do a bunch of air squats while I'm watching TV. One day, I, like, but the fact that I'm, that I've, I've been able to like stay committed to it in the midst of this pandemic shows me that it, like how much it matters to me and how much I've actually changed my way of thinking around it. Uh, you know, I completely agree with you from a fitness standpoint. I actually, I lost six pounds since this started, believe it or not. I think I've gained it back because we got Thai food the other night and I had Doritos <laughs> and we had cookies. But I, I probably gained a lot back. But the other day, because I was having physical issues with my foot and stuff too, which has gone away, uh, miraculously has pretty much gone away. Um, 
I like walked the neighborhood. Now the, the loop around the neighborhood is a mile. So I walked the neighborhood twice because once uh-huh. I went with my family, then my neighbors wanted to walk. So just to catch up with them, we walk one side of the street, one side of the street. And um, that was a macho week. Then I, my son and I kind of, we have some woods in the back of our house. So I just cleared out with a, with a rake and a little bit and cleaned up some brush. We have like kind of a little, little motocross in the back now. Uh-huh. So we kind of go through there. So I did that too. And I'm like, and this is a time of the point where I thought I was, get, I was getting sick. And I'm like, all right, there's no way I could walk the neighborhood twice and, and get on my bike if I was having uh, breathing issues. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So I think it was a lot of it was anxiety. And so from a mental health standpoint too, I wanted to say I, I set up a call with my therapist, which I'm talking to her on Wednesday from telehealth. Mm-hmm. Great idea. I don't know why this hasn't happened a long time ago, but I'm going to be talking to her. And it's very important. I've had bad days through this thing. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. I've been very mm-hmm. short. My, my, my temper, especially my son. Oh yeah. Lost, lost it sometimes. You know, my wife's like, come on, we can't be yelling. I'm like, yeah, you're right. So we do this thing called reset. Like when tensions get high, we're like, I'll get together, huddle up, reset. Let's go. Like superheroes. Like, let's go. You know what I mean? That's and, a good idea. You should do it. Yeah, it works. It works. Because what happens is too, you know how this is too. Like when you get in an argument and you say something that's off the wall or something, it throws everyone off. You're like, what? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like gets you out of that negative kind of space because you're like, mm-hmm. what happened? What? And then it kind of decompresses and diffuses the bomb. Like even my wife, I talked to her, I go, Sometimes I need you, you may not agree what I said or did, and I'm probably wrong, but I need you to come in and defuse the bomb. Just come in and defuse the bomb. I don't care who's right or wrong. It's, we need to be well, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. That's, that's where, you know, and I, I'm most of the time with my son, more time with my wife, you know, she's downstairs, I'm upstairs at work, and we're going down, seeing each other's great, and her commute's a, a nightmare. You know, she works in Cambridge, so she hasn't had to do that in a month, right? Um, and I think that's going to help us too, because that was, that's a big strain, right? Driving that commute sucks. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And I'll be going and commuting soon too, believe it or not, because I haven't been to the office. I have not met anyone I work with yet. It's just, mm-hmm. it's bizarre world. But um, at the end of the day, there's going to be good things. You've seen the best and the worst of people and there's no middle. So mm-hmm. I want to be over here. Okay. So I think I'm, I'm trying to get there and I'm trying to inject positivity in everything I do and, it's okay to be, have a bad day, but just try not to have every day be a bad day. Oh, and I think too, that's something important to note is that you can actually, I don't know, with my family, you're going to see the best and the worst of people in the same day. Yes. Like multiple times a week. And like, that's okay. So I think there's also this general feeling of like giving each other grace where we wouldn't normally do that or just being kind to one another and understanding of like, you know, even my coworkers, like anything like that, it's just been this, this just overwhelming sense of like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's, you know, at the, at the underlying vein of this is that, yes, there's a lot of uncertainty right now. And like, you know, we're just trying to love our families and do what we got to do. But like, it feels nice to breathe this collective sigh of relief of like, please don't try to operate life as normal right now. Life is not, not normal. Not. Like you just do the best you can. You get through every single day. So, I mean, I was on, so my first day at the new job, I was on a Zoom call with 62 people. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. that's intimidating. So my yeah, right. First day too, right? So CMO is like first priority, your family and your health. First priority. That, and that that's how it should. That's how it is. That's great. That's how it should be. And she said that. Mm-hmm. She goes, if you need to go and take a walk, go do it. We want you to get your work done, but there's no set time. You get just get it done when you can. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I got four kids at home right now myself. You know, mm-hmm. like we we have to get through this together. Everybody's been super nice. I tell my manager's basically like, I hired you because I know you could run on, run with it on your own. And I have right over the last two weeks. 
So um, what's that? What's the one thing that you've looked at? Like, I know, it, you know, it's got to be there. Everybody's like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. Over. Like, what is that thing that you're like, I'm going to try to do this while I'm stuck in this situation? Try to do this. Um, I, you know, try to just be a better probably husband and father too, you know, in person, right. To myself. Right. Because again, I've been down this road a lot, not like this big of a road or <laughs> crazy of a road, if you will. But yeah. I've been there, but I want to try to help people too. Like you people listen to this. If you've been laid off and you don't know what's up or down right now, granted, I never got laid off during a, a pandemic like this, but I've been laid off, but the end game's still the same. You're not getting paid. And you keep asking yourself, why me? I mean, yeah. it's the same thing, right? It doesn't matter if it's good, day, you know, good, good uh, worldly things going on or not. But, you know, reach out and don't feel bad. Like, I got asked to be on the podcast from a marketing firm um, up in Buffalo, New York, because they shifted, which I love, they shifted from doing podcasts and content about their clients to just doing them about people. Mm-hmm. And about, especially during this time, they had a doctor from Houston who was an ex-astronaut that's down there saving people. And... That's smart pivot. Okay. That's when you put people first in the business, if it comes second, great, but it's not why you're doing things. But that's the thing. I just want to say, like, again, I've been in your shoes to a degree, man. You know, I can help you out and don't feel, feel like you can't reach out because we're all going through shit in our own way right now. So there's no right. And there's, no, there's no blueprint for this. There is none. Mm-hmm. There is no blueprint for this. And, and, and I think it is like the overall message I'm getting from you is like, just be kind to yourself. Yes. Hell yeah. You know, like give yourself, yourself a freaking break, man. Yeah. Give yourself a break. And um, that's, that's really important. I think like, you know, for me, like in terms of like professional, like, so first of all, yes, like leaning into some of the things that I know make me feel better and like being unapolog- unapologetic about taking care of myself has been huge for my own mental health. Right. And also being able to articulate that to my husband or even sometimes my kids, like, mommy needs to do this because of this. Or I tell my husband, like, I got to go take the dog for a walk. I have to. I will be back. Like, I just need to decompress. And, like, being able to learn how to communicate, like, what you need to people is a super important skill to, to like, develop right now. Um, and to, like, kind of set boundaries in a healthy way. But also, I think professionally, like, this is time now that I realize, like, I have the benefit of things slowing down a bit. And really taking a look at like, how can I be a better business owner? Like mm-hmm. who I need to work on? Where are some of my, like, you know, maybe there's this process or this like training document that I've been talking about doing for six months that now I'm going to like sit down and make myself do. So for me, my two things that like I try, I'm trying to, and again, this is me giving myself grace because it's not going to happen every day and hasn't no, yet. No, no I'm going to try to move my body every single day, like intentionally move my body. And I'm going to try to touch my business every single day, even if that means some days like being on LinkedIn and just talking to people. But I'm going to try to do those two activities every single day, even if it's for an hour, because I, I realize the effect of compounding, you know, interest. And I guess it's for lack of a better term, like those, those little actions are going to compound over time. And so if we're in this for a month, three months, six months, I would love mm. to be able to show three months of moving my body every day and working in my business every day. Right. Let's hope, you know? not. Let's hope not six months. Yeah. Um, but one thing, and then we'll get into what we're geeking out on. So let's always uh-huh. end with that. Uh-huh. So one thing I learned, one thing that's been very beneficial for me, especially my new job is I usually get, I, you know, I have social anxiety and I usually get like first day of work. I'd be like so nervous and just how I am. And have a hard time meeting people. But now that I virtually have met so many people already, uh-huh. that when I go into that office that day, it's not, it's going to be, it's going to be ice cream. Like it's going to be easy because I, 
You know what I mean? I've already met a bunch of people already. That's like on LinkedIn, you meeting people on Zoom, you're having that human connection, you've already met them, right? So when you and I meet in 2027, <laughs> we'll actually know each other already, so it won't be like any awkwardness. But so I, I think it's been a great episode, but we always like to end on a good note and what we're geeking out on. Uh-huh. Um, I'll ask you, then I'll go to me. So what are you geeking out on right now? I'm almost ashamed to admit it. Okay, so I oh. am totally binging the show Outlander right now. Uh, Outlander, who's that again? Who's that? Uh, Catriona like- Balfe is the lead leading lady, and I can't remember Samuel something is the guy's name, but it's a what's the very, price? It's a very hunky Scottish man in a time. Yeah, it's my wife watching. Yeah, it's a dude, <laughs> dude that was Superman. Oh, was he? Henry Carville, whatever his name is. Yes. No, no, no. His name's Sam something. Oh, maybe it's not the same one. No, that's The Witcher. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, The Witcher. The Witcher. Couldn't Which get one? into that. But no, I'm watching Outlander. <laughs> I'm geeking out on that. I just started the book atomic habits uh so that's what i'm reading right now um and tiger king tiger king i watched that already so i'm already but yeah that was that was we, we'll talk about i'll talk about that in a minute we have to we have to uh wax on that a little bit but uh-huh. for me it's kind of one my, my sanctuary my haven that i always went to when anytime shit goes bad is music right so yeah what I've been doing lately is I've been taking all my live bootlegs I buy from this awesome place down the street in Littleton called the Vinyl Vault, and I put them up on the Google Drive. Now I'm sharing it with all my friends. Oh, and I'm cool. getting to share music. If you're into metal and hard rock, let me know, and I'll give you access as well. So I'm sharing that music. I'm going through my old cassette tapes. I'm listening to CDs. I'm going back to the days where... DJ Joe Gill. I was actually... My name... So I was called uh, Chaz, uh, Chaz. So uh, my friend and I worked at a job. I had a boyfriend eight, named Chaz in like sixth grade. Well, that's really disturbing, actually. Uh, <laughs> in the eight, we had 80s names. I was Chaz. He was Rocco. We had this girl we worked with. We called her Beth Angel. So we had these things. And all these mixed CDs I did, I put Chaz Rock Productions. And that's the name of my initial company before Value. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, but I also been wa- I just watched uh, the thing that's r- grip of the nation beside the son of a bitch of a virus. Uh, the Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> That show, man, just get, it's like, it's like the more it. you watch mind, it. Mind shit. It's a mind shit, right? It's, it's just, a mind you gotta, shit. You gotta just do it, right? So my, so the, we started watching it together. I passed out on the couch and the next day I woke up and I'm like, hey, did you finish Tiger King? And he's like, I stayed up till two in the morning. I watched the whole damn thing. <laughs> and I'm like, how was it? And he's like, I don't even have words to describe like my experience watching this show. He's like, you just got to watch it. And I'm like, all right. So then the next day he comes in and I'm all like huddled up on the couch. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, binge and Tiger King. Did, and you, was, did you know, do you want to hear an Easter egg that I found out? What? That, that's not him singing. Oh, I know that. I know that. Oh, you already knew that? that? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm like, cause I'm watching and I'm going, this guy's an absolute car wreck, but he can sing. He's got a great voice. I got, he's got a great voice. It's the meth that makes you, it really helps. The you know, you know, your, your hair is horrible. You look like an eighties wrestler. You got, you know, you married the part. An, how about the part where he throws on the EMT jacket? That just <laughs> oh, the throne. When no, like, when she gets when she gets her arm ripped off, and he like puts the EMT jacket. Oh on. no! I yeah, I remember the girl getting oh. <laughs> oh and then God. and then I'm like, okay, your husband dies tragically, and then you get married two months later and invite his mother. Like, what are you doing? Like this weirdest thing. But it was a mind meld, mind shit that you had to have right now. And yep. That's what people grip it on. So I think we can. So yeah, that, that that situation is the only thing that's more horrific than the coronavirus. It, oh, his, <laughs> I know he's in jail now and everything. He's never. Yeah. Gonna, 
He, I heard he doesn't even know how well the show's doing because he's in the can. I guess his husband tells him, but, um, but that's stuff that, you know what, take that time now and just let your mind escape and just think uh -huh. about nothing because you need to do that. But And that's the other thing too. I'll leave everybody with this. I just said this to my husband last night. Sometimes with reason and, you know, in a balanced way, sometimes the best thing you can do for yourself is something that's bad for you. Like yes. nine hours of Tiger King in one afternoon when, and when, wearing when, the same t-shirt. When can you do that, right? Or so, Doritos and Thai food and cookies. Oh, yes. But I want to leave you with one quote that I've lived by for a long time. And this is, it's, it's very true right now. And just, you know, not to get all kind of hokey, but you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. And that's all we have right now. So if you need to reach out to me and Ashley and talk, do not hesitate, please. Yeah, um, totally. We are always open in the DMs. Please shoot us a message collectively or separately. And please, please, please take care of yourselves out there, everybody. Yeah, stay safe. We love you all. And by the way, this is not the last one of this year. We will do nope. more. Nope. So if you want to be a guest of the show, reach out. Feel free. Yeah, let us know if you want to chat about life and Tiger King and other stuff. We'll find time to meet because we're all home anyway. So if it's at 11 o'clock and we're drinking beers, who cares? I mean, let's Yeah, go. who cares? All right. So thank you for joining us for season two, uh, the, the comeback special, or the biggest comeback special since Elvis Presley. <laughs> so you guys be safe. We love you. And uh, we're going to get through it. Peace. Yay! <laughs>